Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back for another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. Man, am I glad you're here. I have a really important topic today. And it's a little bit controversial because I know that you've probably heard it said a million times. I've just got to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Now, you can look at me and if you're watching this, instead of listening to the podcast, you can see in the background, I have an old church window. I've got some church bells. I've got a Buddha. I've got a little Jesus statue. I'm all about living in the present moment. I'm not talking about living in the present moment. I'm talking about this attitude in addiction called let's wait and see let's take it one day at a time mentality. And I want to break down the four areas where this mentality is total, total bullshit. It's not going to work if we are taking it one day at a time. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through each and every one, man, this has been a video a long time coming. I uh, am so passionate about this topic. So I'm going to share from my own personal perspective as well in my own life, how this was such an important thing and why I'm so passionate about this. So I want to walk you through all four ways. So you don't want to miss one. They're all going to be equally important. So make sure you stay tuned for each and every one. And of course, as always, if you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic, this episode is brought to you by the Codependency Institute, of which I am the founder. And over there, I have created every single type of support program, course, coaching opportunity container that you could need in order to navigate and heal from your relationship with an addict or alcoholic. So I have a program if you're learning how to be in a relationship, how to navigate that. I have a program for if you're healing and you're getting out. I have a program for couples if you're trying to work it out. I mean, I literally have you covered. So go over to HeidiRain.com or click in the link description below and you can find all of our different options that are available. Now we deal here in codependency and addiction. And so we're going to walk through this today as if two perspectives, really one from the loved one's perspective that you're in a relationship with an addict alcoholic. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about with how one day at a time doesn't work is from an alcoholic or addict's perspective, how we get this wrong. Buckle up. Are you ready? Because we're about to go on this crazy ride. And I actually took some notes as I always do, because I don't want to miss a damn thing. Now, this video was already made, but I got another question that inspired a deeper dive into this one day at a time thing. So here's, here's, here's the comment. It was a comment on another one of my videos. And the comment said from Miriam, thank you, Miriam, for leaving the comment. She said, Hey, Heidi, what about, I always, I want to, it was, the video was called uh, how to tell an addict you want to divorce. And the comment was, Heidi, what do I do if um, I'm always afraid to leave because I'm afraid today's the day I'm going to go, but today's the day that's going to be the day they're going to get better. Right. And that's the one day at a time thing mentality that we're taking. Like today's going to be the day, the day I decide to go is the day they're going to get their shit together. And I'm going to resent regret for the rest of my life because I left at the wrong time. Right. And suddenly I'm going to break up and now they're going to be who I always knew they could be. And now I'm screwed, left out in the cold. And the new person is going to get all the love and all the goodies and all the things that I wanted and hung in there, but never got bullshit. That is not going to happen because recovery doesn't work that way. Even if somebody gets sober the next day after you leave, okay, that would not be a reason to go back into a relationship with that addict or alcoholic because we've, they've just begun 
they've just started their recovery journey. So thinking, oh, good, thank God that's over with. They, they're all better now. They told me they don't want to drink anymore. That's what we do. We get sucked into the lie that today's the day I'm not going to do this anymore. Today I've decided, that's it. I, I've decided I'm never going to drink again. Today's the day. So that's the day that we're taking one day at a time as dun, da, 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 ping, the day. The skies have parted. Jesus has come down, talk sense into your loved one, and now life is going to be all better. But that's literally, even if that happens, lightning strikes and the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them, okay? And it's like, hey, wake up. That's just the beginning. That's not the end. That's the beginning of the recovery journey. And the decision is made in that moment, but the management of that decision commences the moment the decision is made. It's just like if you decided that you wanted to release a hundred pounds, okay? And you're beautiful and perfect just the way you are, but let's say you had a couple little extra pounds you wanted to release and you made the holy moment decision. You're sitting, you're being struck down by the Lord and it goes, you know what? You need to lose this extra, release this extra weight. It's carrying, you're carrying around. It's not good for your health, what have you, whatever. Now in the moment, do you wake up and you're sucked in and snatched? No, that's the beginning. The holy moment decision is just the beginning. Now the real work starts of actually monitoring how you're feeding yourself and, and nourishing your body and moving your body and what you're doing. So it's still a long road to hoe, even after you make that decision. So we think, well, they've made the decision that one day. So now they're going to stick to that decision. You know, as well as I do in that journey to lose hundred pounds, it is going to be a roller coaster of a ride and it's going to be lots of ups and lots of downs and lots of twists and lots of turns. So even if they decide to get better and you're on the fence about whether or not you want to be with that person, my best advice is to say, hey, let's keep the door open. Let's keep the lines of communication open. And I will entertain a relationship with you at six months of sobriety. If you can get to six months of sobriety and not one day at a time, but if you can have six consecutive months of sobriety, then we can start to look at a relationship, right? That's the kindest and most loving thing you can do for somebody in recovery because ultimately relationship is like the number one cause of relapse for most people. It's hard enough to manage our own emotional state and psychological ideas and thoughts and behaviors, let alone try to manipulate and manage other people's too, right? So it's tough to be in a relationship and be in recovery at the same time. And recovery has to come first. Now, I know that's hard to hear for many people because you're like, God damn, man, the, the, now here I am saying Holy Spirit and Lord, and now I'm God damning you. You're going to have to just, that's how I roll. So if that's not for you, then I get it. But this is what we do around here. Life is a little bit of contradiction and paradox. Uh, so just roll with it. All right. But here's what I'm saying to you is like, this isn't going to be a once and done thing. This is a ride. This is a long-term thing. And so when somebody's in a relationship and you're like, man, their whole life was about addiction before they got into recovery. And now they're in recovery and you're like, man, their meetings are more important than me. The, the recovery is more important than me. That's what recovery should look like when they first get, they should be obsessed with it. And so one day at a time is a mistake to think that that's the magic moment, that that moment in time, that's the day that you're never going to deal with this ever again. It's just not the case. Scenario number two, number dos, is probably the most important scenario that there is. Um, and this is when you're with an addict and alcoholic and they're active in their addiction, but you're in the one day at a time mentality yourself. And this is for somebody who is admitted they have a problem, 
they know that they're drinking. They have an idea. I'll just use a, a made up person for an example. Let's say there's this couple, uh, Beth and, and, uh, and Jim and Beth says to Jim, Jim, you have a problem. Uh, your drinking is creating a problem for the family. We, we don't want to live with this anymore. It's an issue. It's got to stop. And Jim says, I'm going to do better. All right. Jim's like, I'm going to do better and I'm going to drink less or I'm not going to drink at all. And so Jim has like two good days and you're, you're feeling so good. You know, you're, you're at dinner and you're like, man, Jim's not even drinking alcohol. Jim had a great day. And you all of a sudden go, yeah, Jim's not drinking anymore. He's decided to be sober. This is so awesome. And then the Tuesday comes around and Jim has like a rougher morning. But this time, Jim just had a little bit of alcohol and it wore off for the night and he wasn't too drunk. So Jim had a better day this one day at a time than he did the day before. And now, but Thursday comes along and Jim goes off the rails. All right, there's this party. Jim goes off the rails. He stumbles and drunk. He falls over. Jim had a bad day. Let's see how Jim does tomorrow in his recovery if he gets his shit together and if he goes to a meeting and does the damn thing. This is living a lot. I don't even know what land... Fantasy land. This is not a real strategy for recovery. In fact, your loved one isn't even in recovery when they're doing this. Let me go one day at a time and see if I can white knuckle it and drink less today. Or if I don't go off the rails or drink a little bit or don't be an asshole when I drink, trying to manage their drinking. That's active addiction. Management of drinking is a stage and phase of active addiction. Okay. It's like, let me just try to cool out for a little while. And every one of us who's gotten better, myself included, has made a pit stop to slow downtown where we're like, you know what, let me just try today to drink less than I did yesterday. Everybody who gets better goes through this, but just understand and know that that's not recovery. Recovery is I've made the decision that it's off the table as an option. And I'm going to do whatever the hell I can to make sure that decision sticks every single day. Not, am I going to try today? Is it going to be okay today? And I'm going to get to that in, in point number four, when I talk about the addict or alcoholics perspective of one day at a time, listen, it's not, they're not in recovery if they're doing better on Tuesday, but they sucked on Saturday and Friday was okay. But Sunday you would thought they might've had something You're, we're living in actually that, that is just a recipe for disaster. This person is going to continue to progress in their illness. And this is where most families are stuck. This is where most spouses, partners reach out to me is this phase of like, insanity land where they're like, I, I don't know if I'm coming or going. He said, he's not using, he's trying to do better. He is doing better, but it's still fucked up. And I'm not really sure the madness has to end. And the only way for the madness to end is for you to really understand exactly what recovery is and what it is not. And that is not recovery. That is active addiction with pauses in between using. That's what that is. All right. Now look, I know you might be thinking, you know, hey, well, this is really bad news. This is what I know it is, but isn't it better to know the reality of what you're dealing with than living in delusion and constantly, constantly be disappointed and constantly get your hopes up and then be let down and get your hopes up and be let down. It's so much better for you, in my opinion, to know exactly what you're dealing with so that you can navigate it eyes wide open. You can make really smart decisions that are going to support you and the welfare of your entire family, especially if you have kids involved. You're not delusional. You are wide awake. And when you're wide awake, you can make just choices and decisions from a really empowered place, not like a a sphere place or a sleeping place where you don't know what's happening. So I want to encourage you, you know, if you, if you need help with that, because it can be hard to discern what the heck's going on. I know that's why I, 
have the courses and programs that I do and offer the coaching. So, you know, if you want support in figuring it out, let me come alongside of you, come into one of my programs, go over to HeidiRain.com and send me a message. All right. So we talked about the first two, the one day at a time thing is like, um, I'm going to leave and they're going to magically get better. That's going to be the day bullshit. The second form of bullshit <laughs> or is, uh, when, Hey, they did good today and bad tomorrow, but they did a better day today thinking that's recovery one day at a time. That is not recovery. Uh, the third area is probably the most deadly area. And this is where, unfortunately, this is going to take a little turn here, uh, to more of a serious conversation because, in the almost decade that, well, and now the decade for sure that I've been doing this work, but with the hundreds of families that I've worked with, okay, over the course of these 10 years, just specifically in addiction, dealing in addiction, not just healthy relationships and codependency, but addiction. People, I worked inside of a treatment center and I would work with these clients and they would be there for 30, 60 or 90 days and sometimes even longer. And they would make a concerted effort to absolutely turn their life around, right? They would come into treatment, they would do the damn thing, work really hard. And that was a pretty good indicator that when they get out, they're gonna continue to, to work. But we all know that recovery begins when you leave the treatment center, not when you enter the treatment center. The treatment center is like a safe space. It's like purgatory, man. It's like you get to decide. You can cool out long enough so you know if you're gonna go to heaven or hell in the, in the, in the confines of your own mind and your own life, if you're gonna make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. Treatment gives you a chance to take a breath, to take a deep breather so that you can come out and get to work on your life. But make no mistake, when you step foot or they step foot out of treatment, that's the hardest part. And most people actually relapse around day 30 because they're like, ah, I got this, you know, riding that pink cloud. They're like, yeah, this is easy. And then life hits and they go, oh shit. So what I would say to the families all the time is like, and I know this is going to sound crazy. I would say it to moms, for sure moms and spouses. Hey, our philosophy is like home right after treatment isn't really an option. Home isn't an option. What do I mean by that? I want them to go anywhere else they can go to get the support they need to learn how to do life sober, meaning a step down, a halfway situation, um, a sober living environment, somewhere where they can learn how to be sober and manage life's everyday stressors with that accountability, because you're not a treatment center. Okay. You're not a drug and alcohol counselor. And believe me, I have coached drug and alcohol counselors inside of my program, psychologists inside of my program, because just because you're brilliant at helping other people doesn't mean a light can shine on itself. All right. So even if you have the skills, when it comes to your own family, we're all a little blinded by love. So why would I say that? Hey, don't take them home. Let them, let them get, because I know this one day at a time phenomenon. It's a life or death situation for many people once they get into treatment and get out, whether they're going to stay sober or not. And here's what happens. A husband works his ass off. He gets out of treatment. He goes home and the wife has a one day at a time mentality. And she's had that mentality today. He's less drunk tomorrow. He'll be better today. He did. Okay. Yes. She starts with this mentality before he gets help, right? He's not doing so bad today. He did worse yesterday. So that mentality didn't get fixed. She didn't go to a treatment. She didn't go to her own kind of dependency recovery course. She didn't do the thing to understand. So when he gets out of treatment and he drinks a little bit, she's not going to do what she needs to do, which is hold his feet to the fire and say, uh-oh, you've relapsed. You need more treatment. 
not let's wait and see how you do tomorrow. Addiction is not a wait and see thing. I already, we, we don't need, look, I got a crystal ball right here. I'm going to tell you what is exactly going to happen. It's going to get worse. It's yep. Yep. They're going to drink again. Yep. 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 They're untreated. Okay. They're relapsing. Yep. Unless they have an intervention. Well, Heidi, can't they just cool out? That is a normal person. A normal person cannot drink tomorrow and drink a little Tuesday and not drink for four weeks. And then this is not a normal person. This is an addicted person. So what do I know for sure? Oh shit. That's what I know for sure. They're going to use again. So when somebody relapses, I would say to the family, listen to me, when they go home, if they relapse, the most loving thing you can do is get them back into treatment immediately. Well, then it didn't work. Well, treatment doesn't work. Uh, the, your loved one works and treatment gives the opportunity and space for that loved one to work within the treatment. Okay. But treatment in itself isn't a magic pill. So we don't do that though. We do this wait and see attitude. And look, here's the truth. People don't die because you don't send them back into treatment, okay? People die because they have untreated alcoholism and they're not working at recovery and getting better, so they die from their disease. That is a fact, right? So I'm not trying to say you have all the control in the world, but you do have massive influence when somebody's in your household as it comes to what you will and won't tolerate. Well, I only found two beer cans in the trash today. I only found a half a bottle of vodka. I didn't find their usual handle. You know, it's plain rough and roulette with somebody's life. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is not have a wait and see attitude. Do not take it one day at a time. When you notice that somebody is not doing well, they are relapsed, they are using a little bit is the same thing as a lot of it. You can't just have a little cocaine. Okay. So just like you're not a little pregnant, you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. The same thing is true with addiction. You're either active in your addiction or you're active in recovery. And there is no confusion. There is no confusion about that position. Now, if you need more support and delineating that and figuring it out, let me come alongside of you inside of our coaching container. Go to HeidiRain.com or click the link in the description. So my dad came into treatment. My dad has, was an alcoholic my entire life. And I just remember thinking to myself, man, if he could just have a shot at getting better, his life would, would you know, my God, everything would change for him. And and, you know, a big part of his, uh, he was a functioning alcoholic. So a lot of what he did was he'd work. And as long as he had that, he just got drunk when he came home or on the weekends or whatever. And when he retired, his drinking spiraled out of control because he didn't have anything in place to like function. And so we kind of, we did an intervention. I was working at the treatment center at the time. And we flew my dad down from the hospital where he had cracked, he'd got pneumonia, cracked his ribs, fell down the stairs, you know, what have you, he came into treatment and he was a shell of a person. He was like 130 pounds. My dad's like, was 5'11", you know, 130 pounds, came into treatment, like a shell of a human being. And for 90 days, we nursed him back to health, right? We poured into him, uh, you know, psychologically and emotionally and spiritually. And we poured into him and he poured into himself and he gained his weight and he was healthy and looking amazing and back to his, back to himself, which by the way, I don't really know who that was necessarily because I never really saw him sober. I saw him in and out, bad days and good days, but I never really saw him totally sober. And I was learning about who he was and really enjoying that process. And when he was about to go home, I said to, to my dad, we were in a therapy session before he was leaving. And I said, dad, I don't think you should go home. And he said, Heidi, he said, rain. He always called me rain. He never called me Heidi. He said, rain, I am 
at the time he was 62. I am 62 years old. It's Thanksgiving. I'm not going to live in some halfway house with a bunch of teenagers. I'm going home to my house, my house from Pittsburgh. That's what we say, house. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to be home. And I said, well, hey, dad, you know, just so you know, just so I can sleep at night, I want to tell you, I believe that if you go home, you'll die. And now that was very hard for me to say, and I meant it. And the reason I meant it was because I know that the that family is like an immune system for the addict or alcoholic. When they're in treatment getting well, if they go home to a still sick family or a still sick family member who does not understand their codependency, does not understand how they contribute to the addiction or enable the addiction, we're help, we're enabling somebody's either addiction or enabling their recovery. And I said to him, I don't, I think if you're not doing well, nobody's there to hold your feet to the fire. Nobody's going to call you on your shit and say, you need help get back into treatment. And he said, rain, I love you. I hear you, but I'm going home. And he went home over Thanksgiving and I got the call on December 30th, the day before new year's Eve, uh, two or three months after he had gone home, like, I don't know what the math is at six 30 in the morning. And I got that call that he was gone. Now this happened over almost nine years ago. Right. So I'm able to talk about it. Right. But it's been nine years of telling the story where I can tell the story without crying about the story. Maybe not. Maybe I can't. I think that we have all the hope in the world when somebody gets sober that they're going to do it. You know, they're going to live their life. But the truth is, it's not a quick fix. It is a lifelong journey for somebody to stay sober. And he had gone home and he had drank. And I think everybody had kind of known it, but nobody was saying to him, hey, look, you know, you need to get back into treatment you're using. And we had had that conversation, trust me. I had had that conversation, but we don't have that much control, right? We all need to be on the same page. And so it was instead of getting him back into treatment or calling an ambulance or getting into the hospital, it was, let's see how he does tomorrow. And I actually had that conversation where I said, look, he's not doing well. And the answer was, well, let's see how he does tomorrow. And there was no tomorrow. Now, I'm not telling you that that's going to be your case, but I'm saying to you that addiction is not a one day at a time deal. It's not a let's wait and see how somebody's going to do tomorrow, if they're going to get their shit together or not. Addiction isn't about getting your shit together. It's about getting well. It's about getting treatment. It's about getting intervention by professionals, not a one man inside job that I'm just going to decide to magically get my shit together. That's not how this thing works, which leads me to the fourth point. Let's take a breath. You know, I'm glad that we can come here and we can have this time together and share because this is real. This is important these things that we're talking about. This isn't like I'm going to have a dating tip and a relationship tip, right? This is, uh, or how to make my date nights more fun or how to, this isn't, this isn't who this is for. These are for people in relationships with serious freaking problems that we need to know how to navigate. The last thing is when the addict or alcoholic takes it one day at a time themselves. And we've heard this slogan many times. I'm sure you've heard it. I know when I was getting sober, I've tried that route. Let me see how I do today. I'm going to take it one day at a time. I'm going to see how I do today versus how I do tomorrow. Let me try to be better today than I am tomorrow. I had tried all of that. And the day that I decided, just like we circle back all the way to the beginning, the holy come to Jesus moment, where we say, 
I'm done. That's when my journey began. So I made the decision once, not every day. I haven't woken up for 12 years and said, is today the day I'm not, I'm going to drink. I don't question that. I know that 12 years ago, I said, that's it. No more. I made a true decision. I cut myself off from any other possibility. I don't take the decision one day at a time. I manage the decision I made one day at a time. Do you understand the difference of what I'm saying here? It's crucial that we do. It's not about re-deciding. That would be torture. Can you imagine waking up and saying, is today the day I'm going to drink cyanide? Is today the day? And that's what alcohol is to me. Is today the day I'm going to ruin my life? Is today the day? I hope not. I'll take it moment by moment. I mean, I, I, I would never want to live my life like that. I could not possibly imagine. So I made the decision one time and I do what I need to do to manage that decision one day at a time. Made the decision for the rest of my life and then that's what I meant to say. I made the decision for, for the rest of my life, but I managed that decision one day at a time in the rest of my life. And those people that are in recovery for a long time understand that's what that really means. They don't get that wrong. They know that they live in the present moment. They're managing their life one day at a time. Not are they going to drink or not, white knuckling it. All right. I love you, man. I hope this was helpful. I, I know for me, it's good to be able to come here and share and speak with you from my heart. Just know that, you know, this work that we do together is, is so important. It's so important. It's bigger than will they get their shit together. Right. So I, I hope this has been helpful for you. Leave me a comment and let me know. When you comment, this video helps us help more people. I feel like this has been a good talk. It's been a very serious talk today. Very serious, very deep talk today. If you know somebody who can benefit from this talk, will you share it? The one day at a time is bullshit talk. I don't know what I'm going to end up titling it for the podcast or YouTube. I don't think I could put in bullshit, but just let me and you know that's the title of this. Anyway, go over to HeidiRain.com if you want more help on your journey. You want me to guide you along. And if not, I'll see you next time. I love you. You love you because that's the best thing that you can do. And then you'll know exactly how to love everybody else too. I'll see you soon.